Hello, and welcome survivors to the Identity of Health podcast. I am the host and founder of Identity of Health, Matt Rowe. During my journey of controlling and reversing my symptoms of MS, I was inspired to meet others who have decided to control and heal disease using unconventional means. During every episode, we are going to hear inspiring stories from those that have gone on to live incredible lives after they have been diagnosed with the disease because they made the choice to survive and thrive and give themselves permission to heal. Today's show is brought to you by Organic Farmers Everywhere and the healthy soils they grow their foods in. It is also brought to you by the book, Identity of Health, Mastering the Mindset to Heal by Matt Rowe. Follow Identity of Health on Facebook, Instagram, and go to my website, identityofhealth.com, and follow my newsletter where I will be your guide on your journey to a healthier life. Now on to the show. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Dana Hutchinson. After Dana was diagnosed with a chronic autoimmune disease in 2011, she became devoted to studying preventative medicine, holistic nutrition, and alternative herbal medicine to heal the body naturally. With a strong background in traditional Chinese medicine, combined with extensive knowledge in advanced formulation in Western medical herbalism, yes, it's a thing, Dana is dedicated to discovering the root cause. As everyone knows, this is something we are really passionate about. In each patient, she wants to know the root cause in each patient by enhancing their healing process on an emotional, physical, and spiritual level. Thank you, Dana, for being on the show today. I'm so happy to have you here. Great. Thanks so much for having me. You are welcome. So when we met a few weeks back, you told me about your story and healing an autoimmune condition. The autoimmune you mentioned is one that is debilitating both mentally and physically. And I was hoping you would share with the audience what happened. During that time, you also mentioned the name of the autoimmune condition, and it is one that I had never, I had heard of it, but didn't know anything about. So, Dana, tell us your story. Yeah, definitely. So, the autoimmune disease that I was diagnosed with in 2011, it's called lichen sclerosis. So, many of you have probably never heard of that, although it is gaining a little bit more traction as more and more people are getting diagnosed with this. But essentially, this is an autoimmune condition that typically causes discomfort, itching, sores, bruising, and tearing of the vulva region in typically postmenopausal women. However, it can affect, obviously, any female in any age range. So I was diagnosed with this in 2011 after my mother was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer and a few rounds of antibiotics I had been on pretty much led me to this diagnosis, in my opinion. And it was extremely, extremely painful and probably one of the most depressing and um, sad moments of my life because it is extremely debilitating, as you mentioned. So, you know, I was, I was 21 years old. Wow. And it was 
you know, it's a disease that a lot of people don't know a lot about. And initially going to, to the Western world for help, to MD, to a gyno, um, you know, they really didn't have that much knowledge on it. And, you know, it requires a medical diagnosis, which means they take an incision from the area to lab test it. And as you can imagine, that's very uh, physically and em emotionally uh, pretty hard on the body. So, so yeah, after that diagnosis, um, you know, that was pretty much when I was told I needed to take steroids for the rest of my life, uh, both topically and a dose internally to see if they could help the inflammation go down. And so I did because I didn't know where else to turn. And, you know, that was a really, really challenging time in my life where, you know, the symptoms kept getting worse and worse. And, you know, I, I just had a lot of things going on in my life in terms of stress and, you know, other things around the diagnosis of my mother and, you know, taking steroids was really the only option I was given. So moving forward a couple months, I basically decided that, you know, this wasn't getting better. And my father had a large background in natural health and was urging me to find other ways to treat and cure this disease. Mm -hmm. And that pretty much led me to the beginning and the birth of my interest in natural health medicine, Chinese herbalism, and Western herbalism. I ended up seeing a Chinese doctor in Sydney, Australia. And basically that, coupled with a few other self-study modules, basically led me to begin treating myself with natural health remedies. That's pretty much how that all started in the beginning. Wow. So at this time, were you then at that, were you still taking the um, steroids um, externally and internally at this time? Or had you completely stopped all of the medication the doctors wanted to put you on? So I was in so much pain that I essentially couldn't walk. Um, going to the restroom was a task that I would cry through every day. Um, it was extremely, extremely emotionally draining. So I basically stopped cold turkey. And anyone else listening or knows someone who has this, this disease knows that it is, it can appear in different forms, you know, from, from extremely severe to, you know, little symptoms. And I would say I was in the extremely severe category. And, you know, I basically just stopped cold turkey. Well, yeah. Well, your <laughs> so your mindset at this time, so you had started to lean towards Eastern philosophy medicine and started to look at life differently, although you were going through a massive amount of stress with your mother mm -hmm. and her terminal brain cancer diagnosis and everything that was going on with you. You just said enough is enough. So what was in your mind during this time? So, you know, I always look back at this time as, you know, the time where I was the lowest in my life. And I think you know, others going through a similar diagnosis or another, you know, autoimmune condition that's similar can relate completely that, you know, feeling isolated, feeling alone, feeling that I wasn't good enough, you know, feeling that you know, my sexual life was coming to an end, feeling, you know, just completely alone and that there was no options out there for me. And I really felt that, 
you know, the Western world, unfortunately, the, the MD world had turned their back on me, you know, and it, it really felt like I was alone in this world and that there was really no, no one else to help me. That's pretty much how it felt. Right. Yeah. So you completely went to another modality, but feeling alone and lost, you had to, how did you overcome that? That feeling of just like what you just mentioned, that feeling like you're alone for all this. Yeah, definitely. You know, this was, I remember I had a friend in Australia who told me that I should get into yoga and I had been an elite athlete, um, you know, played for the USA and volleyball my whole life. And I had never turned to yoga. And this was probably the first time that I was like, no, I mean, that's something that's too slow for me. You know, that's too, that's not an exercise. And this was the first time when I forced myself to go to a class and I came out feeling rejuvenated. I couldn't believe what my mental mind felt. You know, I, th I think that whole stress picture was the beginning of, you know, slowing down and looking to remove that stress. And so that was one thing I always remember is my, and, and now I am a yoga teacher, but you know, back then it was just something that I think really started to calm down the mind and help me come back to my senses and not be so stressed out, you know, so that was my, that was my first turning point was turning inward and, you know, focusing on things that could bring my mind back to a state of balance. And I was also very fortunate that I did have my partner, my fiance now, who I'm still with, um, was an incredible support system for me in Australia. So I was very lucky that, you know, he was there for me and supported me throughout this whole process. I think that is that support is extremely important anytime you go through this. I mean, but good for you for taking that first step towards yoga when you had identified you're like no way that's just, i'm an i'm a i'm an athlete i play usa yeah. volleyball like come on yoga this is what i'm at right now exactly and yeah i mean that was just such a tool that i use today and you know i'm sure we'll get into some treatments and options to you know help other people with autoimmune conditions but that for me was the first place that I started to really, you know, realize that maybe, maybe my chronic stress had something to do with this whole autoimmunity picture that had begun. Yeah, you were going through a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the hardest thing you had to overcome? So you're at this point, you've done yoga, you've completed, you know, you did go to a yoga, you're feeling rejuvenated, you've now stopped all medication when regards to steroids and all that other stuff. Yeah. You're starting to become aware of that little negative voice that we all live with and you're dealing with that. What happened then? Definitely. So then probably about three to four months later, I was completely, you know, I was ready to start looking at other treatment plans. I had done a lot of research online and, you know, there were a few forums that were like, you know, maybe try herbs. I've dabbled with herbs a little bit, but you know, nothing too, too convincing. And I was young, you know, so started doing research and went to a Chinese doctor in Australia who basically gave me so much hope. I think that's just the only way to put it is, you know, they didn't want to know what disease I had. They didn't want to know what my symptoms and conditions were. They wanted to treat the body as a whole. 
And this is something that I had never heard before. You know, I've always heard, take your supplements, eat greens and things like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're so exposed to what the Western world says. And that's just what everyone goes with. Cause that's, you know, the knowledge that you're put, that's put in front of you. And so this was the first time that my Chinese doctor, you know, he told me to relax. He did stem cell, you know, stimulation around my body. And he said, you know, you just need to relax. We'll get you, we need to heal your immune system. We need to heal your gut and we need to heal your mind and your symptoms will go away. And that was all he said. And I, and I was so, I was flabbergasted because I had been to so many, you know, I've been to four gynecologists, three MDs who had all said, oh yeah, you'll have this for life. And probably never be able to have intercourse with your partner um, after the age of 30. That's just the way that your life's going to go. And here's a steroid within five minutes. So, you know, hearing someone who gave me hope and who said, you know, it's not about the symptoms. It's not about the disease. It's about healing your whole body, getting your body back into balance and equipping your body with the tools that it needs to heal from within. That I was the one who had the power to heal my own body. I'd never heard that. And so that was, you know, such a cheerleader moment for me where I think that's when my mindset just started to take off. You know, I was inspired. I started reading natural medicine books. I started reading about wheatgrass and alkaline diets, autoimmunity. And that was really when I think I personally knew that there was no way I was letting myself go down the route that was painted for me by the Western world. Good for you. Yeah. Thanks. You said you started to read books and you started to lean that way. Did these books arrive to you or did you just become more aware of of what was around you? How did you get introduced into taking that first step? Yeah, definitely. So there's a little hole in the wall herbalist store in Sydney that was down the road from where I worked. And, you know, I found that on my lunch breaks, I started going to those stores more and more and collecting more books and just, you know, researching some star herbalists that I just started to follow religiously, like Rosemary Gladstar and Aviva Ram and Stephen Buner is another great one. And, you know, I started looking at all these remedies that they were using for, you know, not only for autoimmune internal conditions, but, you know, like a full body renovation, pretty much, you know, what are you putting on your skin? You know, what are you brushing your teeth with? Pretty much every aspect. I was just overwhelmed is too strong of a word because it was a, a good overwhelming, but I was just completely exposed to so many new schools of thoughts and just you know, everything you're putting on your body, you're absorbing, you know, everything you're taking in from the environment and all these herbalists and some Chinese herbalists as well, just the way that they look at the body and how it needs to respond to all these things that we're exposed to. And so I think, you know, just book after book just kept coming into my house and researching nights on end. And yeah, I'd say it, it pretty much just fell into my lap. I feel like I was meant to find these beginning books that I did find. And I mean, now my library is ridiculous <laughs> with, with natural health books, but, but yeah, so I'd say I found them in a lot of natural health stores specifically. Yeah, but when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Definitely. And so 
you were ready in that moment. If you hadn't taken that step to that natural or to the uh, Chinese medicine doctor, do you think you would have been in inclined to lead towards this type of study? This different way to completely reverse what you had and what you were told, look, your life is ruined. Or not, I'm gonna stop and not say that it was ruined, but it's severely changed. Definitely. You know, I think I think that was the ultimate key, you know, finding someone who said that they could help me and actually did help me and offer me a way to help me in natural ways. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's just, you know, the the triple win right there. And yeah. and I don't think you know, it's funny because I, you know, even people who come into the clinic today, they they typically have gone through a similar experience and may have researched something or found a book or heard through the grapevine about, you know, natural healers and things like that. And it's, you know, I think that's the point of this podcast as well is just to, you know, help people in situations like this, mm -hmm. maybe turn to natural health medicine if that's what they're interested in. And you know, be supported that there are texts and there are practi practitioners, excuse me, out there that can look at ways to help treat the body that aren't in steroid manners, especially with autoimmunity. Absolutely. Somebody told me uh, before I was, or after I had been diagnosed and I began reversing MS, mm. they told me on the lines of, this did not happen overnight and to get it to reverse is not going to happen overnight. Right. This is gonna be a journey. And this is just a journey, not only mentally, but physically as well. And that for me was a moment where I'm like, oh, it's not a magic pill. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's something, that was a tough thing to overcome. So for you, as you were going down this path, what do you think was the, biggest challenge that you faced? So I think personally, autoimmune conditions typically, and this is my personal perspective, I do think they stem from three things, really. I think they stem from your stress picture, your gut health, and then what you're eating, what you're putting into your body. And obviously movement plays along into that. And I think with my client picture, my stress levels had legitimately never been higher. Uh, you know, emotional breakouts, anger, irritability, mood swings, you know, it was just it, that whole picture was there for me. So I think that was the largest challenge was, you know, realizing that I do have stress burnout. And, you know, if I don't seriously take considerations and steps to reduce the stress in inside myself and also that I'm exposed to, that this autoimmune condition wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. So that was a huge challenge. And I think the second one almost tied with first would be changing my diet. I mean, I had, no one had ever told me that gluten and dairy could potentially trigger an autoimmune reaction, fight or flight reaction internally. And, you know, I was an athlete, like I said, and I feel like sometimes when you're an athlete, you, you know, your trainers and your coaches kind of give you this feeling that, well, because you work out so much, you can do whatever you want. You can eat whatever you want. You know, you're kind of exempt from normalcy, which, which is not true at all. <laughs> but, you know, and so... No, you're not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like everyone else. And so the removal of dairy and gluten mm -hmm. for me was 
one of the biggest challenges, you know, food connection is emotional. It's, it's something that people build up a relationship with. And I definitely had that and, you know, removing dairy completely. I had dairy every single meal of the day in 2011 and gluten every single meal, you know? And so that, that in itself was a challenge, but that also was one of the most, I would say, I attribute that to my success in essentially curing every symptom of this disease is looking at those two things and prioritizing my gut health. Mm -hmm. I like how you said prioritizing your gut health. Yeah. Because you hit it on the head. Nutrition is um, what, you know, I kind of phrase as an identity that's around you. I mean, take somebody that grew up in Kansas City and tell them they can't eat barbecue anymore. Exactly. <laughs> they would look at you and say, I would rather die. Yeah, that's a hard stop. <laughs> such a core of who we are as individuals is what yeah. we eat. But, you know, did you notice as you adjusted your diet, you started to feel better? So I did. And, you know, I'd say it took probably about three months for me just because I had been eating that way my whole life. And, you know, in terms of energy, vitality, stress reduction, I think that helped immensely. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I felt like I was waking up more rested. I felt that, you know, things that typically bothered me in terms of, you know, work or I wasn't as affected by, I wasn't as sensitive. And, you know, I think, I think one of the other largest things was, like I said, gut health. I mean, anyone exposed to antibiotics, I mean, it takes, it takes a year for your gut flora to recover from one round of antibiotics, which probably not a lot of people in America know. And so I had never considered taking probiotics to replenish my gut flora. And, you know, that was such a huge help in terms of restoring my gut barrier function and my microbiome and just getting things moving better. I mean, that was, that was a huge, huge effect that I felt was, you know, eating better, populating my gut flora and, you know, reducing that whole stress picture. It was just, I think, and, and I do think they all needed to happen together. I don't think one would be as effective without the other. Yes. Because, you know, and you had pointed to it early on in the interview is that there was not just one thing that happened to you that caused the autoimmune condition. And what is the name of the autoimmune condition again, Dana? It's lichen sclerosis. Some people call it lichen sclerosis. And medically, it's, it's shortened as LS or called white spot disease. Okay. Yeah. And so and basically what it does is it causes thin or white, small, scaly patches of the skin. But over time, can thin the area and obviously cause more more issues there. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that really quick again, because. Oh. Um, but you said early on in the interview, it wasn't just one thing. You thought it was multiple things that had all come together to create a perfect storm. Definitely, and you know, I think I think this is kind of what happens with most autoimmune conditions. Is it's the way that we at the Wildflower Clinic, the way that we look at autoimmunity is, you know, it basically starts from gut barrier problems. It starts from the gut lining basically having holes in it, which is a common term that people hear as leaky gut. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once you have toxins entering the body and the other sy systems, you know, autoimmunity can present. Your hormones are out of whack, your B cells and T cells are out of whack, they're tagging 
invaders that are food molecules and not toxins and you get a fight or flight reaction. And, you know, I do think it's worth explaining that everyone comes into this world with a certain set of vitality. Everyone comes in with a certain vital reserve and, you know, mine might be less than yours. You might be greater than the person that you see walking down the street, but everyone has a different vital reserve in how they respond to what they're exposed to internally, you know? And so it comes down to, you know, how you were born into this world and, you know, how is your mother's immune system? How's your genetics and your hereditary lineage? And, you know, I think you can, you can boost that, but I think autoimmune condition is exactly what you said. It is a presentation of a perfect storm where the internal body combined with mental issues as well, it basically presents itself as an overactive issue that just, you know, it spirals out of control. And that's when people catch it, when it has reached a point where obviously it's debilitating. And that's when you go in and you get your diagnosis. Yeah, and then you're given that label, you have LS. Right. And you, at 30, you're not going to be able to have intercourse anymore. At 30, you're not going to be able, and they just limit your perspective on what they, on what you can do. Oh, definitely. I remember coming out of the doctor's office and the doctor telling me I'd be in a wheelchair in seven months. And that's a huge label, any label that a, that a medical professional puts on or, and you start to adopt and say, I can't do that anymore. Exactly. And I think that's, and we've talked about this, but I mean, I think that's exactly what one of the main issues is with the Western system is, you know, they, they put this level of fear into a lot of the people that they do interact with. And I think, I, I, I just think that's wrong. You know, I think that there are so many other ways to go around what a disease really is. And, you know, I don't think it's MD's fault. You know, I mean, MD textbooks are funded by the big pharma companies. You know, they, they do well. They, they obviously go through a rigorous medical school, but, you know, I think, I think it's more of an issue with the information that they are studying and the information that they are supposed to give to clients or patients. You know, I mean, we, I think the, you know, people getting fear or creating the picture of fear in, into someone who's completely depleted and scared already is just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And it's not, and you hit it on the head. There's, I don't believe the medical profession has any intention to hurt anybody. Right. I don't think they woke up that morning and said, man, I hope I get to put a label on somebody. No, I think that's baloney. But I mean, they're yeah. doing what they are trained to do. And yeah. they're doing what they went to school for. And thank God we have them. Because if I break my arm, um, you know, I'm sorry. I will go to the wildflower clinic to make sure that I end up recovering from it, but to reset the bone, Definitely. I don't know if the wildflower clinic is going to be right. We do not reset bones. No, <laughs> and so the medical profession has definitely a basis for what they do, but I love the fact that you went and saw a Chinese medicine doctor in Sydney, and he, he mentioned, I'm treating the whole body. Exactly. If you look at Hippocrates and what he said in early BC, he said the body must be treated as a whole and not just a series of parts. And because they realized that, yes, I mean, we have the logical brain that sits above our shoulders, but there is a second brain with, this, with actually more neurons in our gut. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
And so I think that drives our health and how we feel about ourselves. And stress plays such a big role into it. I know when I'm stressed out, my stomach turns. Definitely. I mean, it's clinically proven that there's more serotonin and dopamine located in the gut than in the brain. And, you know, gut, gut health is life. It really is. It is. And with what we eat, and then you go into our food stream and the amount of toxins and chemicals that are being administered onto our food. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a whole nother argument. And it's so true. It's, you know, we're coming up nutritionally deplete. Everyone is, even people yeah. eat organic. You know, right. and that's how, you know, really, I feel like in my personal condition with lichen sclerosis, I think that's how I really went to that next level of being symptom free is, you know, adding herbs, adding herbal protocols and medicines that, you know, help people get the minerals and vitamins that they need and also heal different systems like the nervous system and, you know, the liver and respiratory system, helping remove grief from the lungs and, you know, that's how I think I took my pretty constant state, you know, getting better, et cetera, you know, a few dips here and there, like everyone experiencing autoimmunity, you have a few flares, you know, and that's fine. But I think that for me was how I really got to a state where I felt that my immune system had become ironclad and I had, you know, found the missing link of, you know, how to really go from being stable to I, I do call myself symptom-free now. So being symptom-free. Yeah. And believing that you are symptom-free. It's not so much, yes, it's great that it administers from a physical level that you are symptom-free. You're not having any additional relapses or anything like that. Right. But you believe that you are. Definitely. And and that's a huge part of it is, I mean, that's that's probably the most important part of it is, you know, whenever whenever I have a client come in, it's always spirituality first. And that's not necessarily meaning a connection with a higher power. That's just meaning, you know, how, looking at your mindset. So how are you doing yeah. mentally? And how are you taking this condition mentally? How are you taking the diagnosis mentally? And, you know, there's a lot of theorists that I follow, especially because I use a lot of flower essences in my practice, which is under Dr. Edward Bach. And, you know, his main quote is basically, you know, if you have a mental state that is so strong and so, you know, not able to be penetrated that it's physically impossible for a physical presentation of a disease to show up in the body because the mental mind kicks it out before it can even start. Mm -hmm. So everybody that we just stepped over a line that you're like, what are these guys talking about? My mind can halt disease. Exactly. As oh, you study yeah. epigenetics, as you study all of those things, I mean, you look at stress and, you know, dis-ease, disease, mm -hmm. really just a, a lack of, a, it's an imbalance in your body that sits there and it starts with how you view yourself and how you view yourself as being healthy. Definitely, 100%. And it's and the mind is so strong. And, you know, it's just nourishing the mind, I think, is a first step that, you know, a lot of people need to address in a disease. I, I mentioned this to you a couple weeks ago when we had coffee, but, you know, it's sometimes people will come in here and, you know, we need to work so much more on their mental side of their disease that, you know, adding herbs or adding a wellness program or a nutritional program isn't, it's just not gonna, it's not gonna help them at this stage yet. 
because their mind is so disoriented and so, you know, in a state of depression that, you know, we got to work on that first before any herbal therapeutics are going to help heal the body. Amen. So Dana, you were doing beautiful work. So what are you aiming for now? And yeah, so I mean, right now, yeah, typically the main things that I do treat in the clinic are obviously autoimmune conditions. So love someone who comes in with lichen sclerosis, of course, but I mean, typically we, we see clients with UC, which is ulcerative colitis, celiac, MS, lupus, PCOS, um, the list continues on the autoimmune front. Um, oh, and Hashimoto's has been a huge one recently in the last couple of years that we treat. Um, and then of course, women's reproductive health, GI tract issues, and one that I'm particularly very close to my heart with is emotional trauma. So those are typically the clients that we do see at the clinic here. And, you know, moving forward, I think, you know, I, I do teach a lot of workshops here at the clinic on pretty much anything natural health you can think of. And so yeah. I think just, you know, getting a little bit more workshops out there in Denver and, you know, corresponding states and, you know, really just seeing more people and touching more people's lives through, you know, any, any way that seems possible, really. I love it. I, and I, anybody listening, see Dana. If you have an autoimmune, go see her because she's going to help you with that first step. Just like the story she told about seeing the Chinese medicine doctor in Sydney, Australia, yeah. changed her awareness and started and got her to research or look at something a little bit differently. And it was that first step that she took towards getting away from Western medicine and saying, no, I'm not going to suffer from this my entire life. There's something different. It's, there's something better out there than what is being served to me. Definitely. And, you know, the, the thing I always say is, you know, I, I want to just educate more and more people that, you know, we did speak that, yes, Western medicine definitely has its place and their technology is undeniable that it is, you know, it's really helped us progress as a society. Of course, I work in conjunction with the GP all the time. But, you know, I really think it's just getting people to realize that, unfortunately, a lot of the pharmaceutical industry is Band-Aid medicine. Mm -hmm. And, that, yeah, that's going to calm down your headache. Sure, it's going to calm down your psoriasis or your eczema or your acne or, you know, it's going to calm all of that down. But at what expense? You know, how far down are you pushing that presentation of a disease? And what is that going to present as later in life? You know, and that's why here at the Wildflower Clinic, we try to educate people and our patients and clients about, you know, if you can get the body back to balance, if we can restore the vitality in these different body systems, you know, we won't have to use Band-Aid medicine. You know, we don't, we don't dispense Band-Aid medicine. If someone has insomnia, we look at why are they having insomnia, not let's give them, you know, powerful, potent sleep herbs that are going to put them on the couch for three days. You know, anyone right. can do that. can do that, but that's not the medicine that we practice. You know, we want to restore vitality to the whole system. Yeah, you want to find the root cause of it. Definitely, yeah. And solve that root cause so you don't have to live with it anymore. Exactly. <laughs> your work, I am so honored to be speaking with you because you look at your work and what you do, you are in such a state to change people's lives for the oh. better. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so that, is, that is the goal, so. <laughs> yeah. So with everything that you're doing, I have to ask you, 
the question I ask everybody I interview. And that is, what is something you know to be true, yet no one believes you? Wow. I think there's a lot of things that uh, I could say there. I do, you know, I think being in the profession that I'm in, I do have a lot of friends and, you know, connections that I think that, yeah, for sure, there's going to be people that think herbalists are crazy. And, you know, I think one that's just so close to my heart again is, you know, I think a lot of people that do, do get diagnosed with an autoimmune condition that are tied to that diagnosis, I do think that, you know, a lot of people think that is for life and they do think that that's chronic. And, you know, they do think that if they aren't taking the XYZ medication from big pharma that, you know, all these things are going to happen to them because that's exactly where I was. And that's exactly what I thought. And I still have friends that still think that, you know, and that's fine. That's their, it's completely their decision. But, you know, I know it to be true that, okay, sure. Maybe your, maybe your antibodies will still test in an autoimmune test for Hashimoto's that you have Hashimoto's. But in my book, if you don't have any signs or symptoms of Hashimoto's, your vitality is good, your energy levels are good, you're fertile, you know, all these other signs, then, then I think you're healed. You know, I think that that doesn't, that means that you don't have that autoimmune condition and you should really remove yourself from it and continue living your life and enjoy the things that make you happy. And, you know, I think we need to get away from this fear of diagnosis. And that's something that I know to be true. I mean, I see it in the clinic every day. You know, we see people get to that state and that is something that I totally believe in. So I would say that's it for sure. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today and your story and how you, your journey of where you're at today is inspiring and I love it. So if you want to know more about the work Dana is doing, visit the wildflowerclinic.com. I'll say it again, wildflowerclinic.com. Visit her website, contact her, talk to her about different roadblocks that you're facing or even on the side of just go visit her and see her because she is going to make impactful change for everybody that shows up to her clinic. So thank you again, Dana, for being on the show and taking your time to inspire our listeners to take oh, yes. action on healing themselves. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for listening. And Matt, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, as mentioned, if anyone's just interested in chatting or you know, anything about autoimmunity, you can also email me at, it's just Dana at wildflowerclinic.com. And I, yeah, I'd love to connect and hear your story. Thank you all for listening today. And I hope you left inspired. This show is made possible by great sponsors and followers like you. And if you want to know how to become a sponsor, please visit the contact page at identityofhealth.com. And while you are there, sign up for our newsletter and pre-order your copy of Identity of Health. Now, all pre-orders receive a personally signed copy by me, Matt Rowe. Remember, you are good enough to heal anything, and I hope you give yourself permission to heal.